Welcome to the 404 Podcast, everyone. I am number one Marvel fan, Jonathan Lamone. And I am number two Marvel fan, Deshaun Harry. I almost forgot my name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so... Okay, so let's let's forget the uh, the theme for uh, for a second. We're gonna we're gonna do the uh, the quick news right now um, for the uh, the pressing matters and whatnot. Yep. So you can go ahead. Okay. So as a, as a Marvel fan, I mean, I'm not okay. Let's just be honest. I'm, I was I was playing a little bit of a part there. I have never really been a superhero person, but I you know this news I think saddens us all because of what this man brought to you know everyone that likes to escape themselves or something like that, you know? Um, but the man, the myth, the legend, Stan Lee has passed away, uh, today, the 12th, um, at the age of 95. Uh, he's, he's brought a lot of happiness to a lot of people. Um, and he will be deeply missed in, in nerd culture for, for many years. Um, but I, I think it's, I think it's time we celebrate, his work and the things that he's done. Um, so I condolences, you know, to his family and stuff, but yep. it's Our uh, condolences. But he also, the thing, the thing that has to be stressed here is that when he started the, uh, the landscape wasn't the same at all. Mm-mm. Uh, it was actually a, a almost shameful, uh, profession when he started, he was ashamed of, of saying like, I'm, I'm doing cartoons and everything. Um, so yeah, if you if you want to listen a bit of uh, a bit, uh, well, if you want to listen a bit <laughs> of Stanley talking about his his background and everything, I highly recommend the uh, the Nerdist podcast um, and see if uh, uh, if you can find the episode with Stanley because he he talks about it's kind of it's kind of easy to uh to forget it but he he did die at 95 95 is a long time yeah he's i mean that's a <laughs> that's a ripe age dude like imagine cars 95 years ago exactly like, or just imagine just, yeah. just the world in general 95 years ago yeah so he has he has a lot of insights and the way the way he had to to act in public and stuff like that and what to say not to say about his job um, and the way the way he shaped the Marvel comics and everything, it's it's super interesting. Uh, he was really lucid for someone that age. Yeah, man, man's a legend, like for sure. Much just you know, yep. uh, in the the movie or the series Coven from American Horror Story, you know, one has to pass for the other one to succeed. So. I'm anxious to see the the successor in a, in a way to uh, superhero anything. You know what I mean? Because I mean, yep. We talked about it earlier. Like there hasn't been a new superhero in a minute. Yeah. Well, uh, officially, I think it's Jessica Jones that was the uh, the 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 most recent. Don't remember exactly when she was released. I can look it up in a second. But you know, just in general, like. Even Jessica Jones, I feel like, yeah, she's a superhero. And not to say that, you know, because she's a woman or other social justice bullshit or anything. It's just like, I feel like she wasn't as grand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a weak. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know yeah, how to say this without pissing people off, but it's just kind of a weak character. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, I think Harley, her background story is better in, in the 
Indiana Comics, actually, but yeah, uh, um, yeah she was uh, she was created. The f- her first appearance is in November two thousand one, so she's seventeen years old. That's the, one of the most recent we have. Uh, we've had some new versions of other characters, and that's the thing. Like that, that's the last one of the last original characters that came out. The other, if you look at them, there's like a rebranded Nova, a rebranded um, a Ghost Rider, rebranded, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So Jessica Jones is the last one, and uh, her background story in. Um, in comic form is that she used to be a superhero and then some traumatic event um, stopped her from from pursuing that that superhero life and she turns exactly like she does in the Netflix series so a a dark drunken uh, detective that still uses her superpower just doesn't try to do overly good Mm. things so yeah that that's the last one like the coolest superhero since that, right? Which would be, I don't know, pretty cool to me, but Hancock. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, Hancock was a fun take. Yeah, but he, again, it was kind of the same thing. Like, yeah. he was a no, superhero that was disgraced because he was yeah. getting tired or whatever. So he just didn't see the point of doing so much good around him. Yep. But, uh, man, I forgot about that movie till just now. That was a good one. That first half was good. The second half was, eh. Yeah, it got a little lowbrow, but... Um, but yeah, uh, Stan Lee, man, the end of an era for sure. Rest in peace. All right. Well, so now that we're, we depressed you a little bit, let's, uh, let's keep the depression going. Uh, PG 13 version of Deadpool (laughs) two. That's depressing to me personally. Well, I don't see why they would need it, but the way, the way they, they edited, edited it. I think uh, makes a lot of sense. I know. I think it's Polygon compared it to. Uh, well, it, they didn't compare it. They said they took, um, they took a page of uh, like the, the the Princess Bride's book. Oh yeah. And the way the the editing was done. So if that's if that's the thing, I, I think it's a good idea, um, especially since Princess Princess Bride is basically a classic. So that's neat. Um, but it's still not something Deadpool two needed. I think. I, okay, so from the, the theories, whatever, that I was reading is they're trying to bring him into the others, and they can't have an R-rated character in a PG-13 universe. You know what I mean? Which yeah, I guess so. I, I still, like, I, I don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the reason Deadpool is great. Like, I don't know if I'll even go see this one, you know? Because it's well, you, you, you're taking away the charm of the of the show, right? Yeah, I, but, I guess I don't I mean, know. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know what the editing is. Uh, okay. Well, apparently Fred Savage, the, the kid from The Princess Bride, is literally reprising his uh, his role from The Princess Bride. So basically, Deadpool is going to tell his story to Fred Savage <laughs> in the same bedroom and everything. That, that's actually amazing. That's Okay, so now I understand the cover art. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so it's literally a Princess Bride style Deadpool 2. All right, I approve this. I, I think it's going to be the first version I want to see. That <laughs> is okay. That's okay. I can, as long as, I don't know, man. It's still got Ryan Reynolds in it, you know? So I, I, think, I think we can, I can trust him. You know what I mean? If he's not 
if he wasn't in it and they switched to PG-13, burn it, dude. Burn it to the ground. But yeah, I, I, I put my faith in Rod Reynolds and this PG-13 cut. I think he's going to do a great job. And, well, so we're going to keep the Ryan Reynolds train going. Detective Pikachu. Seem we have some <laughs> conflicting opinions within our circle. Uh, mainly just me. I think this movie looks stupid. Okay, yeah, okay. But, okay, I'm going to start with just a question. Go ahead. Have you ever seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Okay, and you didn't get any Who Framed Roger Rabbit vibe from that, that trailer? I mean, I guess, but I didn't really like who... I didn't really like that movie anyway. What? Like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was its own thing, and, like, it had its own vibe, you know what I mean? So it was it was its own thing. So it could do whatever it wanted. It could be whatever it wanted. But if you're trying to make that into a franchise that literally has nothing to do with that, that's dumb. Like you are you are taking a franchise that is well established as being something completely different than what this movie is about. Well, they're integrating all of the lore into it. I mean, Sino's in it. The gym battles are in it. The actual Pokemons are in it. It's not just Pikachu. It's it's all the other Pokemons. But it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why can Pikachu talk now? It's not that he talks. It's that one guy understands the Pokemons. Either way, he can't. He can only understand the Pikachu though. It's like. If he if he if everyone could talk, I feel like that would make more sense to me than that than just some random kid can talk to Pokemon. Like, is this fucking Doctor Doolittle Pokemon? You know what I mean? Like, I, I I don't get it. I'm pretty sure it's going to be explained in the movie, and I don't think from the trailer I've seen that it was confirmed that he only understands Pikachu. Well, because when they're talking to Mr. Mime. Yeah, but Mr. Mime doesn't talk. He's Mr. Mime. That's fair. <laughs> I mean that that was misleading. I don't know if that was on purpose for the for the trailer, but it is definitely misleading. I, just, I don't know, man. I this was a dumb move in my opinion. And for Ryan Reynolds to do it, not I mean not I'm not mad at Ryan Reynolds, but like how can you have him voice Deadpool and then Detective Pikachu at the same time? I don't know. That's going to be amazing. Think about <laughs> his uh, his daughter, man. Growing up, if she if she likes Pokémon, he's going to do like, "Hold on." Daddy has a movie to show you, and he's gonna pop that 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 in, and she's gonna freak out. I don't care about that's, his children. That would be an amazing thing. Yeah, you're ruining my childhood by making this stupid movie. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, if is Professor Oak gonna be in it, and he's gonna is he gonna be played by Sylvester Stallone? Like, I don't. Oh, that would be amazing. I just don't a know. Super like, buff I, Professor Oak. <laughs> <laughs> you took this. Hold on, you took, kid. You took I have a Pokemon in, you. That I, in, a, in a way that I didn't want to happen. <laughs> I just, oh my God, I don't know, man. Great. I just, I can't, I can't get into it yet. Every all the, the trailer that I've seen was just bad. The Pokemon looked okay, well, weird. I okay. Now I, the one thing I will say is I do respect the fact that they got the guy that drew the realistic Pokemon to make the Pokemon for the movie. Now that I can respect because that guy's art was awesome. So see, hella creepy, but awesome. Yeah, no, I gotta give you that. The Jigglypuff with hair, yeah, disturbing. Yeah, 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 yeah. highly <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> oh man, but that's the only credit I can give the movie so far. Like I just I don't understand it. Well, like, if it would have been you know a twelve year old kid wanting to be a fucking you know Pokemon master, yes, that makes sense. Like, even if it was a different, 
sort of story. You know what I mean? Like he had been a trainer for a long time or his, you know, his dad was a trainer or something, but like this has nothing to do with being a trainer and that's what Pokemon is. You know well, what I mean? Like that's, is. I mean, that's what in the you, intro you see, you see his, uh, his train tickets and everything to go to the, uh, to, uh, I don't remember what city, but it's a gym, it's a gym city. And I think there is a gym battle in the uh, the trailer. I did, I'd fuck like when he fights Charizard. I'd have, to, I'd have to watch it again. Yeah, do a deep analysis. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I just I don't know. I can't get behind it yet. I just I think this is a bad move. We're gonna but have to me. set up a room online for a watch together and just try to see and come at comment and everything. Yeah, for sure. I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so two more quick things that I wanted to talk about in this podcast um, before we get into the, our review. Um, I watched the Xbox 18. Is that what it was called? Xbox 018 or whatever. Um, yep. Their conference in Mexico is basically what it was. Um, that's pretty cool stuff. I mean, a lot of it I didn't really care about, but the one thing that I did pick up that I was like, oh, okay, was the, the new Sea of Thieves um, DLC, which is free, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a multiplayer arena. So it's a shorter map time. And you just have like four or five people that you're in there, battle it out, gain the most treasure, and then boom, game's over, you know? And I feel like that needed it for people so people can stop griefing so much. I'm not sure if it's still a, it's still a problem, you know what I mean? But it was when it first came out. But the people that have that... Com- outlet. Yeah, the people that have that competitive edge can go do that um it's coming early 2019 we didn't get a lot um we got like a, a cinematic trailer um but yeah i mean that's that was that was fun that was fun yeah there um, was also uh one of the bigger news was obsidian entertainment that got acquired oh yeah. by uh, by xbox yep so this is uh in one way it's good because obsidian did some pretty badass rpg like uh well Fallout new vegas first of all um uh, well, they did do uh, either Baldur's Gate or Neverwinter Nights. I never rem- remember. Uh, Planescape Torment. Other old school Dungeons & Dragons RPG, which were always pretty good. They did uh, South Park, Stick of Truth, and did a second one, Fractured Butthole. So, in a way, what I like about that is that by being acquired by Windows, they actually secured the position of these games on PC. So there's no danger of oh, only on PS4. Fuck you. I yeah. wanted this game on PC. Give it to me on PC. So now we're pretty much assured they're going to do it there. And then um, if Microsoft stays true to his word, uh, they do they do like to take an hands-off approach uh, to acquiring these, uh, these studios. So if they can continue doing their own thing, I think we're, uh, we're headed for a great uh, era for Obsidian. Very happy with that. Yeah, I mean, he said it, you know, uh, he said, uh, Phil Spencer said that he had a lot of, uh, Xbox has a lot of work to do, which is true. They have a, they have a great console in the Xbox One X, but first party wise and just games, man, like they, they've been falling behind, but yeah. come, you know, come early 2019, you catch your boys game out on Xbox, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, yeah, I actually Sub had plug. to cancel my Game Pass uh, tonight. I'm super sad about that. Yeah, I really like Forza, but uh, like playing with friends, the the hot stuff now is Battlefield Five, and they they basically have the same thing. EA has the same thing. So if you just 
purchase that thing per month, you have access to their library. And sad to say, Origin has a much better library than than Microsoft has with the mm-hmm. Game Pass. That's that's you know that's that's what that's what we were saying before. Yep. It's, so, anyways, so uh, we're gonna talk about this a bit during the review, most likely. Yeah. Um. But one more thing. I don't even know. Maybe we'll save that for next podcast because it's kind of. We'll save it for the next one. Yeah, we'll save it for we'll save it for next week. Yeah, this one, the one that the one that. All right. Yeah, yeah. So on to the so review. We hopping into the review. Let's All right. go. Oh no! Talk about your thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Extra life. Yeah, my thing. Yeah, we did do Extra Life this uh, this weekend. Uh, our friend Sean and uh, Ryan, who you used to know, um, he was somebody with me, that uh, you used to know and game with. Yeah. Uh, so he stayed up with with me uh, a good part of the night. Um, so we did. Uh, Sean did approximately twenty hours with me. Ryan did maybe twelve. That was great. Um, thank you guys. Real appreciate it. Uh, for the whole event, we gathered around two hundred and fifty dollars, and that's all U.S. basically. Um, so yeah, um, I did the last two hours alone. It was fucking cancer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this year, it's something that's pretty unique because every, uh, not every year, but one year I remember doing uh, mostly Shadow of Mordor. The mm-hmm. other year, um, we did Mix and Matches game. And this one, Battlefield Five just got released this, the weekend we did Extra Life. And so um, we did spend around 12 hours, if not more, just on that game. Um, anyways, it, it was super fun. I really, I really liked the Game Pass thing. Um, I think it was a great opportunity for everyone there. Um, so yeah, and I I think that that's the the one game that's pushing my PC to its limit right now. So it's time to upgrade. <laughs> Dude, it's time to upgrade. Anyhow. So something new comes out. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Textbook right. consumer. So let's jump into the uh, the review thing. So review Spencer, Spencer on Twitter. You, you know, you know exactly who you are. Yeah. This episode is all for you. This so, is for uh, you, man. This is all. Take for it you. to your heart. Yeah. So. Shut um, Sorry. <laughs> reviews in general. Uh, there is a couple of things I'd like to say. Um, first of all, if you want to understand Spit a bit it. more how it works, um, there's a book I highly recommend. It's like twelve bucks on Amazon. Uh, if, if you want the paperback, it's a bit more. Uh, the book is called Critical Path. And it's basically how to review video games for a living. Um, it's it's written by Dan, Dan Amrick. Uh, I hope I didn't murder his name. Um, but yeah, it's uh, basically the guy has been uh, a senior game reviewer for the better part of, uh, I don't know, 16, 18 years. Um, so he talks. It's a bit biography and it's another bit like uh, instructions or uh, uh, educational if you want. So he tells you what to do, what not to do, what's the approach to take. Um, it's not really academic. It's more. It's really just just a a. Um, it's really just a discourse on on what he did to get where he was and what what the th- what are the things he thinks are positive. What are the things that are negative? So uh, in the book, there's a there's one chapter that he says, um, here's like a bad review. Here's what I would do. Um, he doesn't give like his own take 
word by word of the review. It just says like, okay, so I would put this in an active voice instead of of being always passive. Um, um, you know, trying to to engage the people who are going to read it. Um, and yeah, so try try to respect the product too, uh, because uh, Dan, I don't know if he switched position by now, but uh, he was offered a position at um, Activision, basically, and he was like head of uh, something in marketing. So he handled everything with the press concerning like the Call of Duties and other games. Um, so that that's where that come from. Um, he he likes to be uh, he enjoys a stature, uh, yeah, stature, I guess, or his status. Gives him the uh, a chance to be carte blanche, right? So yes, he works with uh, with Activision. Yes, he has to write about the games, but he's not uh, a pure cheer- cheerleader of just yay. Every game Activision's put out is mm-hmm. is perfect. He, he gets to have his own word and say like, yeah, well, this game, this part of the game kind of sucks, but at the same time, you do have the battle royale mode that's really really fucking amazing. So. Yeah, so he, try, he tries to keep it neutral, but uh, pretty. Uh, it's still a pretty uh, informational review, I think. So, uh, as far as my my own thing goes, um, I did write professionally for a website for about five years, five or five or six years. Uh, anyways, it was in uh, it was in in French for uh, for Quebec people. Uh, during my time in reviews, I had the chance to review Xenoblade Chronicles, which one. Um, which was probably one of the the, the, the most rare games for Wii U, uh, for Wii, um, just because it had to be petitioned basically out of uh, out of Japan and into North America because the, the fans wanted it. Um, so I had a chance to play that. I played around. I think I played like 80 hours straight in in, in about two weeks. It was a freaking amazing game. Um, I did review also The Last of Us, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, um, Assassin's Creed. Three, I think, um, and yeah, Batman Arkham Origins, stuff like that. Um, so basically, what how the website worked before um, I joined because of a, a friend that was uh, that was working there, and he he got me on board because he said, look, we we kind of have a problem. Uh, we have the reviews here. We need people who play the game and who have like more professional opinions. So I said, all right, let's have it. Let's see it. Um, so basically, the thing every website did was work with scores, right? And I think uh, scores were always misinterpreted because um, I don't know which two games to take, but uh, yeah, well, I did write um, like Mario Odyssey, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, well, no, not Mario Odyssey, Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy was, I think, universally recognized as being freaking like perfect or almost. So he had a 10, right? Um, another another review or another review website would give, I don't know, Red Dead Redemption a 9. And then, of course, you'd have fanboys up in Roar saying like, well, why do you give Super Mario Odyssey, a game that's not even in HD, a perfect 10, even in graphics, while Red Dead Redemption didn't get more than a 9? And I think the thing about scores, yes, they were misinterpreted, but... It's also the thing that it's 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 relative to what the game does, the platform, the context, uh, where is it available, what does it do, how many players can enjoy it, and so on. So in a way, it's basically a scale of should you play it, does it do anything unique, and would you enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. So 
like Mario Galaxy with his uh, with his, his planet flipping thing was kind of unique. It was a Mario still. It was turning yeah. the uh, the formula on its head. It was great. Quite it had really. new characters and um, like talking because I, I've seen it. The the, the French uh, the French version for for uh, Quebec was translated translated in Quebec or French. <laughs> so that was a uh, another must for me. But uh, yeah, so. There's all these things that people didn't understand, and um, another thing that I noticed that I really uh, that I really hated was um, seeing people that got stuck with a game that they really didn't like or they really didn't get. And sadly, I had to do that too. Um, mm-hmm. Well, mine was Assassin's Creed, but uh, you know, all this to say, um, the first time I noticed it, I was working still at uh, like a grocery store, and I was picking up the. Uh, the, the magazines and everything, and I saw a review of uh, Dynasty Warriors, I think, or either that or Samurai Warriors. Basically, the guy was like, um, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I guess I'm, I'm killing people uh, by the hundreds. I don't know why. I don't know when. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't really feel great or anything. So I guess this, this is a game. I think it's, it's a solid 3.5 or 4 on 10. And I was like, can you imagine all... The fans of that franchise, because Samurai Warriors and Dynasty Warriors are like probably 40 games in today. Oh like, yeah, dude! <laughs> There's you know? so many. So imagine flipping through the magazine, seeing like, oh, I can't wait to see what Dynasty Warriors added this year. What the fuck is that shit? You yeah. know, <laughs> it's, it's not a review. It's like an opinion of a guy that doesn't like the game, a newcomer at that, saying like, I don't get why you guys like this game. This is shit. I give it a two. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's not what I wanted from a professional reviewer at all. So yeah, I mean, I kind of did the same thing with Assassin's Creed, and in retrospective, it wasn't my my best time. Uh, but uh, Black Flag, I I did force myself to play the ten the ten hours, but right at the beginning, you have to chase a pirate or a, an Englishman. I don't remember, and basically they introduced the the parkour button. Right, I think it's right trigger by memory. Um, so when you hold right trigger, you you parkour over obstacles and you climb up and you do stuff. And I remember very clearly. There's two palm trees. There's one that's uh, that's like folded on its side, so you have to just hop over it and continue running. And the first time I did it, it's like okay, so press the trigger and run over it. Okay, trigger, run over. My guy automatically snapped to the other one that's still straight and climbed up to it and launched itself off and died and I was like I cannot believe that four games in they still can't do this right and that pissed me off so bad mm-hmm. so that brings me to the last point which is do not forget that even if game reviews seem very accurate and as I said before some people have the liberty of using their words to say whatever they want it's still a marketing ploy in a certain way, right? Yep. For example, this three, four, five bullshit doesn't work in a media publisher relation. If you do that, the publisher is just gonna pull the the, the future games from your website, and that's it. You're never gonna get an early access game ever again. Mm-hmm. So that's where the wordsmith part comes into play because yeah, you have to say, okay, so the game is shit. How do I say that? How do I elaborate on what is shit and what is great, right? So in the case of Black Flag, the ship part was very good. It was very enjoyable. 
super fun, like having your crew having to to assault ships and everything. That was great. The still not not working parkour thing, that was eight. Yeah. So that was my thing. So makes sense. All knowing that, I'm just gonna go through my notes. If you have something to add, DJ, go ahead. No, I mean. I, I I did reviews, um, not professionally, but definitely I uh, wrote for a website, and it I had the luxury of not having to review something that I didn't want to, and I learned when uh, the, I don't remember what even game came out. Um, yeah, I don't remember, uh, but I remember thinking like oh, I should review this, and thinking like man, I just I don't want to. That sounds terrible. I don't want to play this game. I don't like this game. And <laughs> why would I why would I want to talk about it? Like I have nothing to say about it. Like, hey, here's a game. Um, you do some stuff. It's okay, I guess. If you like it, cool. Best review in A. You know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. have to be in the mindset and take yourself out of yourself for the most part, you know what I mean? And review the game through fresh eyes. And that is something that is harder than what it sounds because... Yeah, I kind of beg to differ there. Because in a way, you bring your package and you bring your knowledge of the game. Like, whether it's it's me as a QA tester or you as as someone that played a shitload of games, you kind of have expectations. You know how certain types of game are going to work. And when something doesn't feel right, you know straight, straight away. Like... Okay, so why why does one button do everything in the game? Like that yeah. that doesn't work. There's a lot of conflicting issues with one button that does everything, um, you know, or uh, music that announces bosses or something. Especially in a game that 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 values immersion, then you walk into an area and you have a, the, the super orchestral music that starts, and you're like, oh, okay, so I guess this is a boss. Cool. Yeah, neat. So it's, it's all tiny things like that, and. Um, so it's going to forge your opinion, but that that's one of the points that I, I, I wanted to bring, is I think, in my humble opinion, that two people reviews would work best. Yeah. Because uh, two people don't have the same background, and one, one can challenge the other, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, I bring did a review of the, the PlayStation Vita, and... Uh, I did write. I think it's it's about a thousand or a thousand five hundred word long. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's massive. And um, I didn't have a uh, I didn't have a PlayStation Four at the time. I did have a PlayStation Three. Didn't play much with it. And so I just played with the thing and played with the uh, um, what was it? Uh, Little Rascals or something like that. Uh, Little Deviants. Yeah. The uh, the showcase Little game. Rascals. So I played a bit with that, and okay, so it has a gyroscope, it has a, a rear and front facing webcam. That's cool. It has a D pad, super super clicky, um, instead of the uh, the shitty non clicky one from the PSP, etc. etc. And I and I added all of these features onto my review, and I submitted it to the other guy that also bought it, and uh, he said he said stuff like he challenged my perspective of the console, right? Mm-hmm. So he went, okay, uh, so you reviewed the Vita, great. How about remote play? I was like, remote play? Who the fuck's going to use that? Like, I don't use remote play. Why would I test that? And so he said, well, some people will have an, uh, a, a use for that. So they, they maybe want to know how it's going to work. Like, can I play Can I play Destiny or can I play uh, um, 
yeah, fuck it. Like D Destiny. Can I play Destiny on my uh, in my 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 bedroom? And uh, uh, I don't know. I, I never asked myself that, so I had to try it. And I had to see, okay, what are the limits of that? What's great about it? And how would I use it? And see, again, in retrospect, back in these times, I was in a single bedroom apartment, and I had to walk maybe five feet to, to turn on my TV and play on my TV. So I didn't see the use for it. But now that I'm I, I'm in a home, and that my my PC is in the basement, my PS4 is in the basement. If I want to play in my room that's on the second floor, PS Remote is pretty fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Because we talked about this when we were talking about um, the Steam Link. Yeah. Like, if you're, yeah, if, so, you're so if you're in, like, a one-bedroom apartment, not that big of a deal. But in a wide range, that's pretty good. Hardwired, might I add. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, definitely hardwired. I don't see Wi-Fi work. Well... If you have a full AC network, maybe, because it's supposed to be as fast as a wire. But yeah, yeah. De definitely the, the message is there. Like, don't, don't try it wireless, ABGN. It's not going to work. Um, so yeah, so, so that's, that's my humble opinion. Um, um, so do we, do we jump straight into uh, Space Lords or do you want to yeah, add dude. something else? No, I feel like that's a, a, uh, a period right. point. All right, so... Um, oh, I have another thing to add. So we move basically from scores to just should you play the game or what conditions. And I was a huge fan of that because that's always something I, I, I look in uh, into my games, right? So I look into value. So if I see, like for example right now, single player games are never worth it to me because I'm never going to spend 20, 40 or 60 hours on a single player game. They're very unique and the few ones that do get me for that that amount of time i usually spend for the the full collector's edition of doom plus two uh just to, to to enjoy the game as it should um but otherwise never buy a single player game or almost um hmm. so what i do usually uh what, what i used to do in my reviews and what i'll, I'll still do here even though the the answer is going to be kind of obvious uh is would you buy the game should you buy the game and if yes at what price some games like The Last of Us, I feel, are a must. Whatever the price is, especially when it just came out, buy it, play it. It's a fucking amazing game. You're going to enjoy it. It's a good twist on a zombie game. Go on, right? Yeah. Um, so, so bottom line, I think even Polygon does this. Um, Polygon also does uh, um, like a bit of a, of a background story on the game. They do... Um, like, they, they do the, the same kind of thing, right? So they do pros, cons, uh, a bit of every area. So graphics, how do they look like? Uh, sound, what does the sound do? Is it is it important? Is it not important? Um, like, gameplay, how, how solid is it? And uh, bottom line, should you play it, should you not play it? So that's pretty much the approach I want to I wanna take here. Okay. So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be biased in my own opinion. Because that's, uh, that's me, you know? I'm me, yep. and that's the only person I can beat. Well, that, that that's the thing, right? It's it's the same thing as uh, what's his name, Roger Ebert, I think that that reviews games, uh, mm -hmm. not games, movies. Well, that's the same thing. Like he's seen thousands of movies, so there's not a, a movie that's gonna feel special to him. He's just gonna say like, okay, so it kind of looks like this movie, but it does it better. And then so so it's it's at at our point in our level of maturity, we're basically there. So, 
yeah, let's just, let's jump right into it. You're gonna see exactly what I meant. Um, so let's go. Yeah, the, the game was uh, was asked by Spencer. So Spencer again, it's all for you, babe. So Space Lords. It's made by Mercury Steam. Uh, it's published on uh, on Steam. Published by them too. Um, the uh, the only other two projects they have under their their belt is currently Castlevania One and Two ports. Um, which are decent ports. They're not. They're not all that buggy, despite what people might say. But then again, people say, "Oh, your game doesn't launch on my PC, so obviously it's your game that's wrong. Maybe it's your configuration that wasn't tested." But that's yeah. another issue, and it's <laughs> not the game. We'll just leave that at that. Exactly. So uh, the full game was released in 2017. Uh, it used to be a paid game. They made a switch to free to play, which I think is usually the. Uh, not necessarily the last resort, but it's one of the, the, the safe ways to make sure your game still lives. Um, so they, they did switch it in free-to-play mode in 2017. Um, it's a, it is a full game. It doesn't feel like they, they have anything else to add to it. Um, well, I mean, they did start to, uh, to, to, to release and announce DLC for it. So at that point, I, I would hope the game is full um, and complete. Um, as far as the art style and the lore goes, it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, the uh, the, the kind of they do give a, a space cowboy vibe, but not not like the, the cowboy bebop vibe. More like the the Gardens of the Galaxy vibe, where it's, okay. it's a yeah, bunch yeah. of ragtags, um, um, vandals, if you want, that are together, and you know, uh, you, you have that feel just from uh, from the the guitar that plays in the intro. So. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's a beautiful art style. The, the the story is summarized in like 45 seconds. It's a super short uh, video clip. It says everything you have to know. It it it, it just feels right. Um, so yeah, the the whole game is based on the the story, which is explained in 45 seconds, as I mentioned. <laughs> um, so it takes back from the from the clip and then builds from there. So in the first few uh, in the first few few missions, you're basically uh, helping uh, gathering that that currency or that mineral that is uh, Aleph, basically. It's a mm-hmm. super rare element that's only available on one planet. So you go on that planet, you raid the planet, gather the, uh, the Aleph, and hop onto your ship and go around the planet. Uh, so the rival... Uh, not the rival, sorry. The, uh, the enemy here is a, a general of an army who thinks he can just absorb all the Aleph and become a god, and you're here to prove him wrong. And some people also have a... Yeah, you gotta stop the bad guy. Um, And uh, some people also have a a vendetta against him because he destroyed their homes or their hideouts or he stole their money or, you know, various reasons. Um, Because there are... Normal reasons um, why someone hates someone else. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are three... uh, Well, there's four factions, but there's three against this particular faction, like the, the general's faction. And everybody's in it for a different reason, right? So, like, yeah, you have Dion that basically wants to kill him because he, he tortured him and everything because he touched the, um, the orb in the, uh, the trailer and he, he, become, he became, like, attuned to the, the Aleph. So that, that's, like, a revenge story. You have uh, Alicia who basically is just a bounty hunter. She wants her money. She likes it. That's it. Um, and there's a couple other characters that I haven't really seen yet, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, well, there, there's a captain that's, like, the, the shady... Um, the, the, the shady um, 
brooding, like general, just not saying anything, observing, and not like managing his words. I think I should say. Um, it kind of reminds me of uh, Soldier Seventy Six. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, I can see that vibe. Yeah. Um, so the whole game is a multiplayer game with four co-op players and one rival. The rival is totally optional, and I'm gonna get to that uh, towards the end of the, uh, the that review arc. I want. Um, mm -hmm. So the maps are pretty short. They're all objective based. There's no team deathmatch. There's no uh, King of the Hill. There's no um, I don't know, man. There's no uh, pure PvP mode. Uh, so you mm -hmm. get on the map. The the goal is explained. That's pretty varied. Usually, you, I don't feel like you do something twice um, uh, in a, a short period of time. So it always kind of feels fresh. Yeah. Um, so for example, on the first map, you had to bring uh, explosive barrels to big tanks, make the barrels explode, so you would damage the tanks. Um, oh, that's there's that's another not what map. Was. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I guess oh, so. I guess or maybe it's it there. It's literally random. Because well, my... it's either random, good, or there's uh you know there's the four factions. I I think you might just have uh, I've chosen a different faction. Who'd you play? Um, I just I describe the character. The second second from the bottom campaign. The red hair guy with no shirt. Yeah, yeah. That's who I played. Well, the, the characters are up for grab, right? So you, you start your map, and you, you can choose basically anyone you want. Yeah, because like, it, it was just like, hey, play quick play. And I was like, okay. And then yeah. I click, and it found a game, and it said, pick a character. And I was like, all right. I picked the, the red-haired dude with the, the no shirt. Mm -hmm. And it mine was I had to pull all these levers, right, activate the bridge to get across. Mm-hmm. Activate all the levers or whatever, because we had to capture some girl. That was the, the the main mission, right? So, okay. pull all the levers, right? Bridge comes up. All the while, there's shit ton of robots shooting you. Um, you can get what's the five um, meter thing? Like if you do a certain combo on an enemy, you get this power up. And once you get five, you can spend all five to upgrade yourself. Yeah, I guess it has to do the, with like that's an the elf. elf. Okay, um, so in mine, right, you had to put all of that that alf, 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 whatever, alf. into this center core because the boss lady that you had to capture would go invisible. So you hmm. had to put all of your charges into this thing, and there was eight. So you had to get eight charges in there, and it would deactivate her camo, and then you could shoot her again. Um, Fib, I'm sure as you would probably know, she flies around the map and homeboy with the red hair has a shotgun. He's yep. not that great at long range. So yep. I found myself kind of, you know, wandering around confused and not really knowing what, how to help my team because I can't really shoot very far. Um, so I resorted just to killing the robots and then, you know, getting the, the ALF to put in the, the center core. But yep. I think that's actually a good idea because it's not just everyone shooting the person down. You know what I mean? Yep. Like she would fly by me sometimes uh, and I could get like a quick shot, but it was, it was cool. Like I, I, I don't think we've gotten to the gameplay quite yet, like uh, mechanic wise, but, um, 
it felt good. Like I, I felt like I kind of understood the basic gameplay. Like yep. got in the game, you shoot robots, you can grab them, you can dodge, or you can punch. And from a fighting game background, that's fighting games. You know, it's it's the it's the rock paper scissors um, mechanics. Yeah, like you know, grab beats block, block beats punch, and then punch beats grab. So, yep. I mean, that's just facts of life in the FGC, you know. Um, so it was kind of that that was super familiar and kind of refreshing to see in a somewhat first person shooter or third person shooter kind of way. Yep, and there was um. That that's one of the points I want to touch a bit a bit later. Uh, I just want to uh, look all the aspects of the the game basically, and then I want to talk a bit more in depth about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, basically the game is all objectives, and and uh, the maps are all uh, from a story arc. So you have four story arcs, four maps. So that's sixteen maps, and I Very think you well have to think flushed out too. By the way. Yeah, they are. Like, the, the lore is fantastic. It's, it's really, short. It's, it's really sweet. good. Everything is great. Like, you have lore descriptions for every character. Yep. Everything works great. Short movies. It's it's A1. Like, just keep, I, keep yeah. writing that. You don't need this huge, gigantic, you know, 16-game backstory. Like, they, they hit the sweet spot when it comes to making their characters likable and... Um, Relatable. Yep. Like you kind of have, um, for example, that's one of the things I want to talk about the uh, the the real life money, what it gets you. Um, so far, all you can use your your real life money for is skins or DLC characters. DLC characters, I, I think, are not uh, uh, aptly priced. I'd say yeah. uh, the game is free to play, but the characters are forty bucks each. That's Canadian, of course. It's probably mm. thirty in, uh, in, in American, probably, but yeah. it's still a whole fucking lot of money. That's a that's like a lot. Th- yeah, if you think about it, in in League of Legends, legendary skins were twenty bucks, and for twenty mm. bucks you get a lot, a lot of oh, content. Yeah, you normally I mean, got you like the your... skin, uh, a ward skin. Well, now you normally like a ward skin and an icon. Yeah, so you have the the ward skin, the icon, the character. The uh, the fresh dialogue options you have special animations, <laughs> yeah. I mean it, it, it's huge and it's only twenty bucks. You know, I yeah. get that the amount of work might not be the same, but I would have to spend a considerable amount of time on that one particular character for it to be worth, right? Yeah, for sure. And so, um, yeah. Uh, speaking about lore, like one of their their characters is a she. She looks like a doll. And basically, her backstory is that she is the daughter of one uh, rich, um, rich finance man. Basically, that financed the uh, the expedition to um, to the planet. And she she got bored. She built herself a, a a an armor suit to explore the planet. And she just she she just goes on the planet to fuck shit up. So that, that that's pretty amazing. That's kind of Iron Man ish backstory. So mm-hmm. I, I can stand by that. That's fine. So, yeah. Um, so as far as the rest goes, uh, so you have real money. Uh, and on these missions, you also gather two other currencies, which there's one that's basically reputation. So you can increase uh, your experience with uh, whatever faction you're playing. So, for example, um, 
Dion, Dion, who's the uh, the, the, the badass guy with no shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. He's from the uh, the War Dogs. Uh, yeah, War Dogs reput- uh, faction. So you can use your reputation points to increase all of the heroes on that faction, which is kind of cool. I I kind of yeah. like that. So it, you know, you're not forced to play other heroes, but if you want to focus on one character or something like like that in particular, you can do it. There's no problem with that. So if you want to play just war dogs, you can play just war dogs. Uh, if you want to vary a bit, you can do it. You're, you're going to be rewarded in, in kind. So that's, I have no problem with that kind of currency. And the third one is uh, like gold, I guess you could say. Um, so of course you do your missions. The, oh yeah, we're going to talk about that summary too. So mm-hmm. you finish your mission, you get your, your money. And the money uh, so far, from what I've seen, is only used to um, to upgrade your weapons. So if you want to upgrade your weapons or forge new weapons, you're going to use gold. Otherwise, it's uh, real life money or uh, that that reputation. I haven't seen other currencies yet, and I think that's that's probably ideal because one of the things, one of the traps all all free to play games usually fall into is that they 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 introduce like. 900 different currencies and so yeah. you want a skin you want to buy a skin oh no that's uh, real life money okay so i'm gonna get real life money oh you want to buy a skill okay so the skill is uh, that kind of currency okay uh yeah, how do i get that in game in game currency a yeah so in game currency a is only farmed uh during full moons at the end of the month and uh <laughs> that's it so you're like Fuck this! I just want to play the game, and you're, you're preventing me from actively playing your game. That that doesn't work. You're hindering yeah. yourself from getting my money. So, I think they they've hit a good balance with that. Um, so yeah, so you complete your mission, you get your gold, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's just you you play through the sixteen missions, and um, that I think you've had the full experience. If you really want the fullest experience. At level 10, which is probably, I'd say, three hours of gameplay tops. After three hours of gameplay, you can play Rival. So the, the reason why they say it's an asymmetric game is that four players go on the, pla- on the planet and have to complete their mission, basically the storyline, and you have one Rival that his only, his only goal is just to fuck the other team up. That's yep, all they have to just do. Just to be a shithead. Yep. So if you're tired of uh, completing mission or or don't wanna don't don't wanna play with others, you can just be a rival and yep. kill kill people. That's all you just have to do. So be an asshole, and yep. that's what happened to me, because someone was an asshole. <laughs> and I was well, like, it also what? looks I don't like even uh, what this means. Yep. Well, it it also looks like it's more dynamic that uh, than um, uh, I don't remember the uh, the name of the game. Uh, Dead by Daylight. I think it's this yeah. one. Yeah, the, there's the, too many horror light games recently. Yeah, the, the, the one that's the same. You know, it's asymmetric, so you have one horror beast basically chasing mm. four other players. Um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, I have it in my Steam library. Uh, it was in early access for a while. Death Garden. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That, so that was the same it, thing. It was big, big bad guy walking around, yar, and then like little uh, free runners. You know, hardcore parkour. Just running around a map. Yep. And I always had the, the same issue where I, I never ran fast enough. So you would just see the uh, little kids running around and you're like, if I could just sprint. Stop, <laughs> stop. You know, st- yeah. stop the badass persona for a second. Just sprint. 
and just rip one of them in half. That's all yeah. you have to do. But no. But yeah, so yeah, so you have the rival mechanic. You just want to fuck people up. That's it. You gain money with that. You gain you gain other other bonuses. I think it's a good thing. It it turns the game on itself. It's a it's a good idea. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all there is to the game. It, it's short. It's sweet. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Mechanics wise, it does a lot of things right. There's a couple of bad things too. Uh, one of the things I didn't like is playing uh, Dion and Alicia. Um, it feels like the range, the, the range on weapons and attack is not quite there yet. Like, mm. in a way, I feel like, okay, so Dion is this close quarter combat dude. That's fine. But one of the things I don't like in, in melee games is where characters, like, uh, snap to their target, I would yeah. say. Like, if you press Q, your character's going to turn a bit. Like, n- not a full 180, but, like, if you're in the front of a character yeah. and a character you have a, moves, a like... a cone in front of you that, like, like, when you hit button, said cone in front of you, is someone there? Yes. If they are, face them. There and it's you go. Just, like, that's, that's it. That's it. So it kind of removes uh, uh, skill out of the equation. So it's easier for newcomers, I think, to f- to mm-hmm. to get a good feel of the, the rock paper scissors system. Yep. That's fine. But then it also removes skills for for advanced people who would like to see it maybe more like a Dark Souls game or any other three D platformer or action game, right? So you can mm. actually turn around your target or or you know focus on it or unfocus and run around or you know. So that that was a thing I didn't like. But this, you know, it, it's kind of a, a personal opinion, you know. Maybe yeah. it's just the way Unreal uh, handles that kind of thing. Um, but anyways, uh, I mean, that, it's that just, was, yeah, that's that's something that you 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 program in. I could that's what like I could see it being a cone in front of you, and like yep. when you hit a button, it turns on the hit the the collision of said area. And then if someone is in there, it prioritizes, you know, who's the closest. And then it just snaps to that person. So you're not in an, a weird animation punching somebody to the right of you when you're punching straight. Yep. Um, I, I think it lends to the fact that there's colored triangles above the enemy's head. And I think that has to do with the rock, paper, scissors mechanic. I couldn't hmm. quite grasp it. And I think that's why it does snap is because... You have to hit the right combination of buttons to get your your alf away from them, like to take the alf from them. Because you can only get alf by hand to hand combat. You can't shoot them and get it. Yeah, well, you so see think, that, as I'm I mentioned, thinking, like that's that's the reasoning behind that. But I, I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> well, you see, as I as I mentioned, I think that that was well, I thought that was a threat meter basically. Because some missions you do stealth, other missions you're it's a full-on assault. And I felt like the triangles were coordinating with that state. Like there's a mission where you have to, to gather, uh, bring a ball to a certain point, and then it charges, and then you change point, charges again, etc., etc. Hmm. And uh, the general at some point says like, bring me the head of Alicia. And I saw all of these these triangle change uh, change color and basically turn all red. Like they all know exactly where I am and they're all charging for me. Hmm, that was an issue, then. but I yeah, there, there was that thing, and there was also the, the fact that if I hide, if I took cover, like uh, at the bottom of a stair, basically, and there was an enemy at on the top, if he didn't know I was there, his triangle was uh, was orange. So 
I, I kind of took advantage of that. Well, I read the situation like that, like like it was a threat meter, and so I could chain grapples automatically, stuff like that, without uh, without the fear of being countered. So I, I think it could work both ways. I, I think we're gonna need more testing on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. To be sure, but uh, either way, it worked for me. So I, I was kind of happy with that. Um, oh, speaking of of mechanic that worked well. The fact that you do not need to press a button to go into cover is amazing. Yeah, it I, actually is super smooth too. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely love that. Like as a fan of Gears of War, I think like as the the, the grandfather of cover mechanics, yeah, it sure. did all of all of those things right. Like the the crouch running. Uh, to to minimize your 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 collision box, mm-hmm. uh, the whole cover thing was great, and they just implemented it in a seamless way. Like you just run up to something, boop, hides behind the, the wall. That's it. It's just logical. And like, it wasn't why would like you... it wasn't clunky, and it wasn't like too invasive. You know what I mean? Like you could be close to a wall and not and not take cover, which I thought yep. was like super cool. Like I. Like I'm not sure if there has to be like some sort of force that uh, like pushes you into the wall, and like that's mm-hmm. what the collision is. Is like there's, or maybe like there's so much of your your collision box has to be past the wall. Or, you know, however they had it coded, but it it is nice. It's nice and crisp. Yeah, that that was a super good mechanic. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I I that's a that's a subtle nuance that you know you wouldn't necessarily notice if you weren't looking for it. But that's a that was one thing that I was like, this is. This is good. Like this, this, this is, is amazing. Just, this just works. Yep, and uh, that that also ties in with the uh, the range problem I had. So melee, melee, you 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 clipped your target, which I found was an issue for me. It wasn't necessarily badly done. Uh, the other yeah. thing I felt like is that Dion Dion has a shotgun. Shotgun doesn't have a lot of range. That's fine. Alicia, if you actually read the description, they say that she has a mid range rifle. And when you play it, you can actually see shrapnels coming out like a shotgun. It just has a longer range than, D- than Dion's gun. Mm. So I had an issue where... Well, I had an issue. I mean, it, it's a generic issue. It's not like, oh, I found a bug. It's just that on a certain map, like the uh, the one that you have to bring your orb with you, uh, it was pretty intense combat. And it wasn't a situation where hand-to-hand combat, just chaining combos, were, was possible. Like you had to disable some enemies, uh, yeah. Some enemies they force you to shoot to shoot down, so you can remove the shield. Otherwise, if you engage in, in melee combat, they just one shot you. So I, th- I I found that pretty interesting um, because it it ensures that you actually play with both mechanic and you're just not a a 100% melee guy that's gonna int and die every second mm-hmm. if you if you don't find cover or anything. Yeah. Um, so I, I, actually, I thought that was good. I th- yeah, that was one thing that I wanted to talk about was the the respawn rates and like so you know when somebody dies or whatever you you have I think it's ten lives right that you that you share amongst your your party uh, depending on the scenario and the length of uh, like the the leg you're doing but yeah okay basically because because yeah. for for the mission I was in I think there was if I remember right there was ten you had ten lives shared among your four people um, when you hit that ten life the the guy that brought you to the mission had to go back and get some more out for you so you couldn't respond in a set amount of time mm-hmm. now when he would come back it would re, you know it'd refill or whatever um but every time he would go back it would take longer 
And I thought that yep. was a really good, like a really good uh, mechanic to say, because you can respond, you know what I mean? And you don't want someone to just play the game and just int, 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 and not really get punished for it. Um, I don't know. I, th- I thought that was a really good idea. And I liked how they fact that they kept adding time to the guy to go back. He was like, and it, and it voices it too in the game. He's like, well, it's going to take me yep. a little longer this time. So, you know, stay alive. And I, it, it was a really good way to explain the mechanic without yep. actually just, you know, just walking like, hey, you know, it takes longer each time we come back. You know what I mean? They just, they do a really good job of making the game informative without mm-hmm. it there being a, a you know, uh, what am I trying to think here? Jesus Christ. Um, well, without like being stereo- invasive, stereotypical like, tutorial. Yeah, they're not in it your just, face. They're, it's yeah, not like no, no, no. A, a text box saying, like, beware, you've had, you, you reach your, your maximum limit. No, it's actually a voice clip saying, yo, stop, stop dying. I, so I, you know, some of the polish that yeah. needs to happen in the game is the, the voice lines do repeat themselves quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... You know, that's just me griping. You know what I mean? But the game yeah. itself is is really nice. There's just some some of that 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 polish that only comes by people playing the game more. Like you, you well, add more voice lines. You um, maybe maybe close the 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 clipping hitbox. So if you miss, you know what I mean. Like it, there's a there's a smaller window that you snap. Yep, but. At the same time, like this is all th- all stuff that I would I would agree with you. However, it's been a year since the game has been out, and reading some of the reviews on uh, the reviews on Steam, there's a lot of things they fixed or they thought about. Like someone said, mm. "Oh, there's no tutorial," and it was like ten days ago. No, not even. Where what? Where the twelve? So yeah, there was a review dating on tenth, so Saturday, saying, "Oh, there's no th- there's no tutorial. I don't know what to do. The only thing I could do is quick play." I was like, either this person is blind and didn't know this the, the entire right side of his screen, or they just now they added new just tutorials. Just put in what yeah two days ago, <laughs> which which I highly doubt. But still, like I do not think they're gonna add anything to the game, and I think that is an entire shame because there yeah. is a lot of questions that will probably go unanswered, even in their their road uh, roadmap. I mean, I read it, and there's not a lot of information in there. Um, like oh we're gonna add guilds cool uh we're gonna mm-hmm. add uh, uh other stuff you know competitions for uh for parties na 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 okay that that's also cool um however why is there no uh like that that's a game where like a horde mode like in gears of war would work extremely well yeah it dude. would work super yeah. well yep um why is there no Mo- moba mode or why is there no battle royale mode well, we don't want yeah. to jump in this uh, in this hype train. All right, I get it. Why does the game has? Why does yeah? Why does the game have to be asymmetrical? Why couldn't it be symmetrical, right? So there, there should be there could be plenty of teams running around and trying to, to pillage the, the the planet, right? So there could be a four v four mode. There could be two v two modes. There could you know there there could be more alternatives to just the sixteen missions and you're done. Yep. Or at least I feel like it. Um, so, anyways, uh, as far as far as the uh, the progression feels, I think it feels great. Uh, I personally played two hours. 
I, I wish I would have played more, but uh, yeah, basically I played two hours because I did extra life on this uh, on this weekend, and uh, it didn't it didn't just it just didn't happen sadly. Mm. Uh, but I did play a solid two hours, and in two hours I had I had unlocked uh, one character played until level seven, and next uh, the next character is level sixteen. So I'm guessing in four hours four hours I would have another character. So it's about two to three. Or maybe two to four hours per character, which I, I feel is not horrible. Mm. Uh, some people on the Steam page said, oh, you, you have to grind too much, it's too boring, ma ma ma. But then again, I'd refer you to, well, I'd point you in the direction of, of League of Legends. I mean, it's basically the same thing. You farm your blue essence, you create your character shards, or you just wait until you get a box, and or you just pay them with real money. That's it. Like, yeah. I, I do well, not I mean, like, see it in an issue. What's another... Well, like, for League, for instance, like, you have to grind forever to get to level 30. Yeah. And, like, to me, that's... I feel like they need to overhaul that. But that's just my own opinion. I think that that's that's too much of a grind just to play the game. You know what I mean? Well, at the same time, I think it's to make sure uh, people who just started the game get a proper grip on it right because they have over 100 character now when when they started they had 20 yeah. so at 20 character yeah 30 level is kind of harsh of a grind but at 100 well past 100 that's a lot of people to play against yeah so i feel that kind of justifies level 30 grind but anyways again opinions um yeah. So yeah, overall, it's it's definitely not a bad game. I I liked it. I'm probably gonna go back to it uh, in my own time. Um, but yeah, uh, Steam reviews so far have been almost trashing the game for for various reasons. Like there's someone who wanted the game to be more competitive, and so apparently there is a a tutor tutor matches um, ability or a, a mode basically where you they use uh, veterans of the game to train new new players right so you start a game and i think if you finish the game and you're victorious you go up to level three straight up so you tutor people from level one play one game they go level three and then it's not a tutor match anymore however some would argue that at level three you still don't know quite yet what you're doing or how your mm -hmm. hero hero work and so there was one guy that was kind of pissed that he is a super veteran in the game and the uh, the balance that the looking for group is not balancing the matches properly so he would be stuck with uh, with level 3 people when he's like level 40 plus um so you know those are little quality of life stuff that could be easily fixed but again it doesn't like okay it's it's my first day on the game so Maybe I, I'm wrong, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be a game that's going to be supported long or uh, just just plainly patched a lot. So, but I yeah. do hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I I would love to see this game go further because it can and it should. But yeah, I think well, I think I've, um, it should. I don't know if it can, if that makes sense, because. Yep. It, it can go further because there's a lot of stuff in the game that could get better. But can it based on revenue and player base? Which it's just fucking just hella unfortunate that Fortnite is that it has done what it has done to the industry. Yeah. Because like there's so many good games 
that aren't AAA titles because you're a AAA title, you're gonna get, you're gonna sell, you're gonna get noticed, whatever. You know what I mean? But like for these, these, you know, A titles, you know, maybe even Double A, that should be getting so much more light, but people are so freaking, you know, dick hard on Fortnite still that it they just they just they just fail you know like there's there's no sun left in the forest canopy anymore yep so unless you're you know a, a transplanted fucking redwood oak you're you're not gonna get any light and redwood oaks being triple a titles i'm not sure if anybody caught that reference but <laughs> that is what i meant um but yeah i just um laser league for instance I think that game should be so much more popular than it is. At its core, it is just a fun game to play. Competitively, there's a lot of nuances that can be a competitive game. It, it could be an eSport, in my, in my personal opinion. Um, if no one has ever played Laser League, I suggest you go play it. Um, buy it on sale. Uh, if you, you know, are thinking about it, wait for it to be on sale. I, I personally think it's worth it if you like the... Um, kind of like, you know, battle arena type game. Uh, but just check it out. Do yourself a favor. Go look at it. But it's, it just, it sucks, man. Like this game, I feel is the same way. Like this game honestly could be super cool and it'd be super fun. Mm -hmm. Like the lore, the, the, the characters, the animations, like everything about the game is solid, rock solid, man, a rock solid, but it's like, more of a, a red clay, we'll say. Um, and it just, it's not, it's not going to get the light that it needs. There's just, there's just no way. And yeah, it would need to have a solid, solid marketing boost to, to even yeah, have a chance. For sure. And, and you know, I, like, I, ho- I hope they get it. Even, even reading like the roadmap, like I just now learned, oh yeah, we're available on Xbox One and PS4 too. I was like, oh, oh, well, that, that's the first time I hear about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I... I think it would do better on console. It does seem uh, uh, optimized for, uh, for for controller, and even yeah. like all, all the points that we we we, we named, like the the clipping to cover stuff like that, it's all optimized so you don't have to ha- to have a dedicated button to it, right? It's it's just mm-hmm. automatic. It works. Like sprinting, yeah. sprinting works the same way too. You just hold the button, and if you hold it long enough, at some point your character starts sprinting because it, it understands that well. It looks like you're trying to go a long way, so might as well run. It's it's perfect. It's good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's man, just ten. You know, like I just I can't say enough good things about it. It's a good game, and I I wish it had a bigger player base. Yep. So uh, bottom line, okay. So first of all, would you recommend it? Yes, hundred percent. Okay, so if people should play it, why? You should play it if you enjoy a tactical shooter. Yeah, it has, I think in, in in my opinion, it turns it it turns the the good old Gears of War recipe on its head. That that's yes. what it does. It gives you yeah. different objectives and different ways to work around cover and melee and stuff like that. That not much other games did. Mm-mm. And yeah, so I'd, finally, yeah. if it had if it had a price. Like, at what price would you buy that kind of game? It depends. Are, are, we, are we buying? Because, like, with, you know, the um, 
free-to-play model, mm-hmm. it is slightly different because are we talking, are we buying the base game and then buying other characters or are we buying the game? Okay, well, you know what I mean? let's start with what's, what's existing, right? So a DLC character, how much would you price it? DLC character, just based on the, like, because you don't get I, necessarily that big of a gameplay mechanic difference, you know what I mean? I yep. would say $4, maybe four ninety nine. Yeah, feels right. Well, feels right. Well, okay, since it's a 3D model and everything, I would say... Well, I think it's more a matter of if the, the character clicks for me. I would go up to $20. No problem. Like, if, if, it, if it's a cool character that clicks with me, has a good weapon, like, my, 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 weak, my, my soft spot in, in shooters like that is usually shotguns, grenade launchers, stuff like that. So if, if you show me a character that has a grenade launcher, looks cool, fits with me, or, you know, has a dark sense of humor, whatever, I could go up to 20 bucks If the model's great... No problem. Um, now, as far as the full game goes, because it was released as a as a, a, a paid game, and it, it made a transition, mm-hmm. I would like the, the entire game, $20, $25, I wouldn't have an issue with it. Because it's my kind of game. It's a it's a, a multiplayer online game. So that's right in my in my 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 soft spot again. So that that would be my price. I would be fine with that. Yeah, if if we if we were talking full game, you get all the characters. I I could thirty to forty for me. See, so I, I think like in in retrospect, it really does have potential. So yeah, I know I know Spencer already gave it a shot, but anybody else who wants to try it, try it. Pick a couple of friends, like two or three friends, and go go try mm-hmm. it. It does a, a lot of play. good things. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, uh, uh, it's it's a good one. It's a gym. Yep. I would say it's definitely a, a, a gym that, a gym in a diamond in the rough, but not a diamond. It's a gym in the rough. You know, <laughs> it could it could use some polish, but it's still it's still something that sh- that should be played. Yep. All right. So let's conclude this. Um, yeah. Quick quick note while we're closing. Uh, for the next few weeks, I don't know what what's gonna happen with the podcast. Um, uh, surely, surely DJ will be able to hold the fort uh, while oh, we yeah. fix the situation. Yeah, uh, I plan on. We, I have some people that already want to do the podcast, so oh, we'll, I'll have, we'll have some some guest speakers. All right. So basically, uh, TLDR version. Uh, I live in the middle of a field. It's far from everything. We decided to sell the house. We sold the house, and uh, we have to move in before the end of the month. Uh, move out before the end of the month. So I am basically homeless. So while <laughs> I am, <laughs> while I'm fixing this uh, th- this situation, uh, I do not know how how I'll be able to podcast uh, because I won't have my microphone with me. My stuff, all of my, all of my big pieces will be packed. So yeah, we- we'll see. I- I'm I'll still be active on on Twitter and everything else, um, but for for the rest, it's mostly going to be DJ for uh, two to three weeks probably. Yep. Stuff so, with me. Yep. So that that was it. That was the uh, the 404 podcast review of uh of Space Lords. So yeah, uh tell us and also, shit. if you liked it, we'll review more games. Sure. That Just was actually kind of some fun. challenges. Yeah. Um 
But I think my favorite thing that Fib said this week or this week was, "Hey, we sold our house." Oh shit, we sold our house. Like yeah. <laughs> the realization of like, oh yeah, we have to have a house to move into now. Yeah, well, it, it, it's the fact that okay, you have to move out in 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 our case it was uh, twenty four days. Yeah, okay, twenty four days Did is you do cool. A short sale. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but, well, basically the girl the girl is uh, is di- divorced, so she needs to move out ASAP. So I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Ah. I can I can accommodate that. But twenty four okay. days. I mean, we had the news we were in New York, so okay, we gotta find a house. So we'll start start listing houses. Of course, all of the houses are are unavailable because they have either a purchase offer or they're they're not they're they're, they're out of the market. So we have basically no houses on the market, and we we have also our main activities that are going on. For so for me, it was extra life this uh, this weekend. So that's two days that I can't do anything. Um, you know stuff like that and especially with extra life i advertised it i set it up i streamed all week long to make sure people knew i was online come and see me so i couldn't just cancel it and i was like oh fuck what am i gonna do so mm-hmm. here we are we're uh 11 days well more than 11 days we're uh uh what we're seven seven fourteen uh we have 17 days to move out uh still don't have any boxes done but uh yeah so we gotta find all that so while I fix that, I am going to be most likely not not streaming, uh, not streaming or on a podcast. Um, so yeah, uh, if you wanna if you wanna give us some uh, some reviews, some feedback, some some take some news from us, uh, you can reach us on Twitter at the four four podcast. You can reach us on Instagram at the four four podcast, managed by my beautiful wife Val. Um, you can reach me personally on. Twitter at Althazar, A-L-T-H-E-S-A-R. Um, you can, well, no, fuck, fuck the Twitch. I won't be streaming for a while, so fuck that. <laughs> All right, and uh, you know where to find me. It's DJ3000, D-E-J-A-Y-Y, 3000 on all social medias. Find me. All right, so we'll keep you posted, so see you around. Sick. Opening song is Sting Operation by Anna Managuchi. You can reach them at anamanaguchi.com. I found a song on freemusicarchive.org and the song is under uh, license for attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 3.0, United States license.